And it's third down. Three receivers right, field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh my God! Three, two, Surtout son coach to coach. Alors, est-ce que ça vous plaît? <laughs> Can you dig it? Ça vous plaît? Let's go suck some toes. <laughs> What a story, Mark. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of the Pilsner Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, but you won't be hearing this until Friday, January 19th at the earliest. And if you're listening to this later, we're going to the Super Bowl! <laughs> And I am Tim, joined here in studio with Andy. Jacoby. And all the way from... Where are you? I am in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, the Albuquerque kid is on the line. The car theft capital of the world. You got a car still? I still have a car, yeah. Okay. Good deal. Like they warn, like they warn you about where to stay because like car theft is so common here. Like not even like breaking into cars, but like the actual theft of the actual cars themselves. This is like the like the capital. For the so, United States, at least. <laughs> It's the capital. <laughs> I, I suppose, like, Miami's more of a, like, a aesthetically better place to place Fast and the Furious than an Albuquerque. Probably, yeah. Okay. So. They do have Breaking Bad tours here, though. Are you going to go on one of those? Tours? I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to spend the money on the tour because, like, you can, like, Google Map. Like, all, like you go into Google Maps and just type in Breaking Bad. Like, all the places pop up. I drove by the car wash today. Ooh, nice. Any picks? I'm gonna check out I'm gonna check out Walt's house this weekend, but uh, they've warned like the lady that lives there is like crabby and crazy and just hollers at you to leave. I mean that's worth they, going there in and of itself then. They suggest that you park like a block away and walk because if like you stop the car in front and get out and take a picture, she'll be out there like hollering at you immediately maybe she's the one stealing the cars and the, and she's the one that planted it in everyone's head like tell them to park a block away Welcome. and then you go back and your car's gone yeah and then she has her yeah. crew move <laughs> in brilliant she keeps them on the lawn like hey come here what do you want <laughs> <laughs> while your car's being stolen i mean i'd get pissed too i guess if people kept showing up and throwing pizzas on my roof <laughs> it would be terrible well actually why would you just sell it That's what I kind of thought, too. Like, just literally, like, 10 minutes ago, I was reading up about it, and, like, that's what I thought, too. Why would you, if, like, if you hate it so much, why would you keep living there? Yeah, that, like, a house like that's places, worth some money. 
all the houses are private residences now. Like, uh, it's, you know, the same thing you pass, uh, Jesse's house. And that's, uh, you know, they say, keep in mind that this is a private residence and people live there. So Tuco. and that's, but that's like in a gated community, but like you talk to the guard and it says, you know, just tell the guard you want to drive by and take a picture. They'll let you swing through there and snap a picture, which seems odd, but that <laughs> doesn't seem like very good security. Yeah. Right. That seems like they're on meth. And like, I found the place where you can go and buy the candy that was used as the blue meth. Oh yeah. How's work going? Uh, work is going good. I have a lot of time in the evening. In case you couldn't tell. Yeah, I can tell. What I mean, you been eating? Been, um, I've been really good on the eating out. Uh, I've been eating a lot of chicken breast and, and vegetables. I haven't had any potatoes. Are potatoes uh, bad for you? Well, I, I like to avoid the carbs and the starches, so I minimize bread and potatoes. Let's all go around in a circle and say what we ate for supper tonight. Andy, you start. I had tacos. Okay, Corey, what'd you have? I had a grilled chicken breast, broccoli, carrots, and green beans. I had wings and fries. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> you guys are killing this. <laughs> Don't worry, all I had was broccoli throughout the day before that, so I haven't had any I fast food since, I haven't had any fast food since I've been here. I've been driven by like the the famous Blake's Lotta Burger, you know, that I ate about seven times when I was in Las Cruces a couple months ago. And I haven't haven't stopped there yet, even though that is like my favorite burger on the face of the earth. So I I might uh, fold and get one of them before I come home next week. But you got to treat yourself. You've earned it. Yeah, I think I've you should have one yep. or two or twelve. Twelve. Yep. So. Let's talk about this football game that happened last week. What football game? Was there was there a football game? I don't know. I wasn't. I haven't heard much about it. I feel like okay. So this was just. Did the Vikings play? It was one of these. Like I don't know. Um, you didn't get to hear the intro, but I put Paul some Allen's team, call. Some team in purple, I think. I put Paul Allen's call to open the show. His uh, Minneapolis miracle. Um, that's in the opening that, montage of the that show. Bursich walked all over. Yeah, he. Well, I think Bursich also said miracle before. Um, Paul Allen did well. But yeah, but you could tell that Paul Allen had that. He had the "We're going to Philly and we're bringing a purple rain." He had that line like pre-thought out. He, sa- he, he said he didn't. He said he did yeah, not. He says he didn't. But them guys that are in potential for big spots like that. I mean, whether you're whether you're Paul Allen doing a local radio or you're Joe Buck. You got to think that you have like you think of these lines ahead of time that you're gonna put out there. Even my opening line tonight was pretty thought of that, and it was pretty bad. <laughs> About if you're listening to this now, <laughs> but the like the miracle line, he actually said if you're listening on the radio, which maybe Corey was, he said the miracle line before the play started. We're gonna need a Minneapolis miracle here, and then when it happened, yeah, yeah, he that. reiterated it. Oh but man! So it wasn't Bursich, Bursich who said it first. Bursich oh, was cut in that sound. In that one sound. Yes, bite. exactly. I watched it on TV, and I didn't. I've only heard the highlight of what I just played on the radio. I watched it on TV. I was at my in-laws' place. It was probably the only time that catch I've ever jumped out of my seat and threw my hands up in the air, and I just went because ah! I didn't know what to do. <laughs> 
oh, it was like it was such a where were you moment in Minnesota sports history. I, I was so, so elated. This, where were you, Corey, when this was happening? I'll tell you my my Minnesota miracle moment. Um, I was driving across Nebraska. Okay, doesn't sound um, like there's a TV nearby. Nope, listening to it on on Sirius. On Sirius, you can actually pick the home visitor or national feed. So I had my choice. I was listening, of course, to the Joe Buck. to the Paul to the Paul Allen feed. The problem with that is it's on about a four minute delay. Four minutes. Holy smokes. Maybe not quite that. At one point, it was like a five-minute delay. I think it caught up a little bit. But since you're um, driving, you shouldn't be using your phone for it, so that should I be wasn't. okay. Nope. So I hear was the staying story. off of everything. I was staying off. If I uh, shouldn't be checking so your I, phone while you're driving anyway, Corey. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So I wasn't on any social media, so it didn't bother me that I was on this delay. How'd you even Until, know you were on the delay? Yeah. Because the... Game on Sirius did not start until um, the, like, 3.47. Like, I knew I was on a delay because it, like, said I, – I, I did get an alert when I was at the gas station that the it. game had started, that the kickoff had started. So, I, But I'm like, it's not on the radio yet. So I remember getting nervous that, like, it wasn't coming on Sirius. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Then finally it came on. Anyway, so – New Orleans kicks the field a goal to go up by a point with, you know, 25 seconds to go or whatever. And I'm like, ah, fuck, you know, here we go again. Here's another, you know, heartbreaking moment. Uh Three seconds later, my phone rings and it's my wife. My wife. And I, I pick up and she and Colton are screaming like joyous screaming. And I'm like, what you know what happened what's going on they're like we won we won we won <laughs> and i'm like i'm on fucking delay i deserve the field goal <laughs> so i had it you know so like i'm like i'm getting off here i don't want to hear anything i got off the phone so i knew something big happened i knew they came back and won um so i was just coming into some little town i mean it was probably about the size of springfield you know little little town uh pulled into a park empty parking lot across the street from a gas station and just listened to the last part because i knew i was probably gonna lose my shit and uh and yeah so then i heard the heard the play and you know i so i was expecting like when they said they won i was expecting okay they get into field goal range and you know cobra kai comes through in the clutch and you know kicks like a you know 50 yard field goal or whatever and so I was, I was surprised on how it happened. I was, I won't forget it. I won't forget sitting in the dark <laughs> in this small Nebraska town and screaming and honking my horn like a fucking idiot. You did honk your horn. Awesome. I was going to ask you that. And have, and have people like looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? So, um, I'm superstitious fellow. So I'm contemplating if I need to drive back to Nebraska and listen to the game. <laughs> On, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to the same bar and sitting at the same table and ordering the same food and everything next week. I can't sit yeah. in the same room. The room I was in was under construction, and now it's finished. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so and then so then I I had like another two and a half hours to go there yeah. from. How long did you How long did you sit before you started driving again? Um, I called my wife. I called my sister. Oh, wow. Um, and sat there and, and 
and uh, screamed and cried and laughed and you cried. And all that stuff. I did. I did cry. Um, uh, for probably a good ten minutes, and then I got going down the road again, and and then listened to uh, the post game, listened to the call, you know, the Vikings fan line, listened to all that stuff. Uh, totally rubbed out, and every time they replayed Paul Allen's call, I would giggle and cry again. Like it made me so ecstatically happy. Do you want to giggle and uh, cry again? I got it. No, I'm good. I, I think I've kind of gotten over it. Um, but then I finally got to the hotel uh, two hours later, and like all I want to do is see you get some into the, fun. Get into the room, turn on ESPN and and or NFL Network something, and watch highlights. I want to see this. Um, and actually, I shouldn't say that because then when I was still sitting before I took off down the road again, somebody had posted the play on Twitter, so I did see the one. I saw the play on my phone. Like I want to go see the twi- or see the highlights uh, and all that stuff. So I get to my hotel. Uh, they don't have NFL Network, and of course the local, you know, ten o'clock news. They could give a fuck less because it's Kansas and nobody, you know, they don't care about NFL there unless it's the Chiefs, I suppose. So it wasn't like the leading story like it would have been on Care Eleven or you know WCCO. So I turn it to ESPN, and they've got a 30 for 30 going on on one channel, and then they've got the goddamn Timberwolves and I think it was the Trailblazers <laughs> on another channel. And finally, at about 10.30, after I sat in the hotel for an hour and a half, uh, Sports Center finally came on, and I was able to, to see the highlights and, and all that good stuff. So, And then I was on my phone on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff until about two o'clock in the morning. Cause I just couldn't sleep. I was so excited. Same here. I was up till four. Yeah. Just like watching it over and over again. Yep. Watching. I had to find the, the, I had to find the new Orleans call. I found that. That was, it wasn't, they didn't sound as devastated. The guy was just kind of monotone. Was, he was a terrible he, call. It was a terrible call. Yeah. Like even if like Diggs didn't catch it and like the game, they would have won. Like, it would have been a terrible call that way too. Like he had no anything in his voice whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Buck's call. I was actually, I actually enjoyed Joe Buck's call. Um, the only thing people are ragging on Joe Buck about is that he was like during the extra point, he was like, well, this is the most meaningless play ever when it really wasn't that meaningless because of the point spread. But right. Right. But I, I don't understand that. Like, I think they should get rid of the walk off rule. I, I don't care about, the gambling aspect of it that's so stupid well the the one thing i read the next day was the reason they do it during the regular season is because point differential is a tiebreaker for playoff seedings but obviously in the playoffs it means it means nothing except for the guys in vegas what's weird about it though i mean i i I do get that argument but even during the regular season in overtime you they don't have to kick the extra point that is that's a valid uh that's true too so that's weird, but it is stupid. Just just yep. walk off. They're getting rid of that, I bet. I, I got a kick out of, uh, you know, the the New Orleans punter being the first guy back out of the locker room to, to line up for that and lined up at, at middle linebacker. Didn't they put, like, eight uh, people out there? No, they had to they get only 11. They had eight guys out they there. They only had yeah. eight? I yeah, thought they, they had to get 11. Guys. No, they only had eight out there. So is what I read. So, so have you seen that like Minnesota people have been donating to the punters, like his charity fund that he started? Yeah. 
Yep. So, and then he, he's donating it back to the Minnesota Children's Hospital. I yep. Thought. Because of his good sportsmanship, the good people of Minnesota have donated over a hundred thousand dollars to like his fund, and then he's putting it back to our community. So that's pretty nice of him. Well, it's it's Minnesota nice. It is. You know, we're the best. Of course. <laughs> that punter. I got to give him First props though. That that, that tackle on uh, who was our punt returner? Fucking Cheryl's. Cheryl's. Mark was, Cheryl's. Yeah. Was. A fantastic tackle in and of itself, and he like basically broke a rib and then continued to punt during the game, which was I give some props to that guy. He's a tough motherfucker. Yep, I'd take him on the Vikings team. I definitely would. They had an interview. I, I heard an interview with Jeremiah Searles, and uh, he was one of the guys that had to go out there and line up for the extra point. Yeah, they played that like nine times. Yeah, and uh, he had. Uh, he had, for one thing, he had Linval Joseph's helmet on, and he's like, it was the biggest helmet he's ever had. So the chin strap was, like, was on, but on it was loose still. Yeah, but he said that they lined up, and that punter was like lined up in middle linebacker, and just looked at him and goes, "What's up, fellas?" <laughs> he's like totally in good spirits about it, you know. So sounds like he's not a not a douche like his coach. Oh, his, Sean Payton's just the worst. Did a skull chant too to oh. taunt us. Yeah, taunting. And then he like responded. He's like, "It was just good playoff fun." Right. Yeah, you say that now that we came back and won, yet Todd. And apparently, as he was walking off, some fans were like, "This is for 09, Sean." And he like turned and looked at him and was like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, <laughs> like, I heard that too. Who responds to like the fans as you're a coach? Like, God, he's just a loser. So I don't know. I mean, I'm. I know that we were like two games away from the Super Bowl yet, or you know, obviously we got to win one more and then play the Super Bowl. But to me, that that play, you know, just for is whatever it, is reason, it enough? It, it, it wipes away a lot of years of stuff. In my Corey, opinion. what do you think? Two wins this year? What are you talking about? I predicted thirteen and three, just like they ended up. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, go ahead. If there's I, any I listeners was, out there that want to cut up all the times he said that we were going to win like three games this year, go ahead and send that. We'll replay it. <laughs> yeah, we you, you can replay it. And then let's talk about this. Um, I kind of prepared some things here we can talk about. All right, take a uh, second break here. Okay, what did you prepare? I got uh, a little monologue for that would. For prepared for guys in my age gap, age generation. Okay. Are you? Well, are we back recording? We're recording. Safe? Oh, you are. I thought you were. I thought you were off. I thought we were off air for a second. Um, Holy so Santa Claus! When I was in the shit. second grade, this is going way back. Um, I remember uh, my classmates Brent Rollick, Andrew Robeck, David Bellig. Uh, coming to school and talking about this thing called the Super Bowl, um, I knew what I knew what football was. Obviously, it wasn't that out of it, but they were talking about the Super Bowl and it was the Bears and the Patriots. Um, that's my first like NFL memory. I remember watching that Super Bowl. Uh, if you don't remember, the Bears won with a great defense. Um, from there, you know, I started following the Vikings, and in 1988, we had our first, my first heartbreak of the Vikings. Um, that was the strike shortened season, uh, the Vikings 18 or eight and seven. They only played 16 or 15 games, uh, and started and three with the scabs, uh, before the, before the players came back off a strike, uh, snuck into the playoffs as the wild card, uh, won an upset over, um, I don't remember who they beat, but they won in the, 
upset in the first round, went to Candlestick and beat the 49ers in the second round. That was a huge upset. That's like one of the, like, point spread-wise, one of the biggest playoff upsets in history. Yeah. And then they went to Washington to take on the R-Words, not Washington State, Tim, uh, Washington, D.C., and they took on the Redskins, and they were uh, – there was a close game, a defensive battle. Uh, but the thing I remember is being at my grandparents' house, and they were driving to win the game or to tie the game, and Darren Nelson dropped a pass in the end zone that would have tied the NFC Championship game, and they ended up losing. That was like with under a minute to go. There was the first heartache as a young Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, fast forward to 1998. We all know what happened there. Um, we had what yeah. was, you know, at that time, the greatest show on turf. Uh, they went 15 and one, never scored less than 24 points. And they, you know, led by Randy Moss, the super freak. They had Chris Carter, Robert Smith, Randall Cunningham, and Gary Anderson. And we all know what Gary Anderson did in the playoff or in the NFC championship game. Uh, missed his first field goal of the year after going perfect all season on extra points and field goals. And then we had old Danny Green take a knee to uh, send it to overtime, and uh, they lost, in, or the Vikings lost in overtime to the Falcons. I'm not even going to say much about 2000 when they lost 41 donut to the Giants. Um, you know, just years and years of heartache. 2009, we all know what happened there. We had the five turnovers, the pass across the body for the interception from Favre, uh, the ghost PI call on Lieber in overtime, Lieber being the 12th man in the huddle uh, to cost him five yards and knock him out of field goal range before Favre threw the interception. Um, Saints Wait, go on to win the Super Bowl. Who was What's the 12th man in the huddle? Lieber. Why was Lieber on the field? Isn't he a defensive? Oh, no, it no, no, it wouldn't have been Lieber. It couldn't have been Lieber. Lieber always gets blamed for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a linebacker. So I instinctively say that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then two years ago, they're taking on the the Seahawks. Nobody expected the Vikings to win that game. I don't think against the Seahawks. Um, I did. The Vikings, the, Is that the Joe Webb thing at the Uni- University of Minnesota? Um, uh, it wasn't Joe Webb, but. It's when Blair Walsh missed the field goal. It was at the University of Minnesota, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Make the fourth to, one. Ten to nine, yeah, yeah. And, and Walsh misses essentially an extra point to cost uh, the game. So yeah, but he made the first three. Who cares? <laughs> Make the fucking you fourth missed, one. <laughs> you missed the one that counts. And I do think that I think going back to Gary Anderson, I think Minnesota fans that go back that far are so ingrained on how good a kicker can be that when you see someone that that's perfect, that now that we have an, an average or even an above average kicker, but they're not making 95% of their field goals, they're only making 90%, you know, we have this Kai Forbath sucks. When really he's, you know. He's really good. He's like. He's good. He's good. He's good, but I think we have this. Blair Walsh rookie year. Going back years and years and years, we've had kickers that don't miss, and we're just not used to seeing an average kicker. Um I wish we had a quarterback that, situation like we did with our kickers. Well, you just never so I went, <laughs> I'd, never missed. I'd trade him for a bad kicker. <laughs> so, like Drew Brees you know, in the second half. Yep. 
continue. That's okay. If you guys, I mean, I'm just saying. So you know, going back in my lifetime, we've had you know the '88 NFC Championship, the '98 NFC Championship, the 2000. We had the playoff loss two years ago, and and that, and I'm not going to put myself on this mantle of this Vikings fan that's seen so much suffering because we got another entire generation that saw him go to four Super Bowls and lose, and we've all heard about that. You know, we've heard about the Drew Pearson push off, um, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, the difference being, I think, is that you know they didn't lose Super Bowls on heartbreaking plays. I think they relatively got beat pretty handily in Super Bowls in the seventies. That being said, after that 2016 playoff loss, um, I, I put up my defenses against this team. I wasn't going to buy in anymore. I was going to be a fan, but I wasn't going to let them break my poor little heart anymore. And that's why all last year, even when they started out 5-0, and I kept saying, they're going to fall apart, they're going to fall apart. And last year I was right. Uh, <laughs> This year they come in and, and had the good start, and I still wasn't going to, as much as a fan as I am, by, by saying they're going to be 3-13 and 13 or whatever I was saying, and then I said 8-8, eight and eight, and we, all know, we all know how it went, the bit went. Um, that's me putting up my defenses, preparing myself for the inevitable letdown. And these motherfuckers this year have made me buy in. And... If they fucking let me down again, I might just lose my mind. But I am stay in Colorado an extra night. I am one hundred percent all in on this team. Skull, and they can bring it home. So great now, now that you've finally flipped, they're gonna fucking break your heart, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know it. But like I've been saying for the last few weeks, I need to feel that pain. I need that burn. It's, it's like a heroin addict when they get that needle into their vein. You just need to feel that burn. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't either. I'm just, from what I've Certainly heard. Andy, not. could you tell, give us an insight on that? Um, no I've comment. Eight houses. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you guys? So, Andy, you're going back to the same bar to watch the I, game. I am. I'm hoping it's the same atmosphere. It was... It was bananas after that play. Are you going to wear your yellow shirt and your yellow hat? I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah. Um, after the play, I got up from the table. I ran around. I grabbed Bobby and jumped up and down with her in an embrace. And then, like, that was about done. So I, like, let go of her and then found another just stranger and hugged him. And we jumped around the bar for a while embracing. Did your genitals touch? Uh, I, don't, I mean, not... No. Don't be gross, Corey. That's a weird thing to ask. I don't know. Speaking of genitals, we have an ad break. Ad break. Um, so, Tim, where are you going to watch? Don't game? talk over the commercial. Get your ski shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is going to move you. Take a sniff. Pull it out. The taste is going to move you when you pop it in your mouth. Take a sniff, pull it out, and put it in your mouth. That's Juicy Fruit. Thank you, Juicy Fruit. Um, I am going to watch this game at home. Are you? Yeah, I went down to the cable company today and asked them to give me HD. Ooh, you broke down, huh? Yeah. 
Just for one month? Uh, no, I'll probably keep it for two during the Olympics. Oh, okay. Did you actually go down with the cable company, or yes. did you call them? I went down there. <laughs> I went down there, and we really... Did some old-fashioned in-person business? It took like a half hour. <laughs> it's like, yeah. should it be this hard? <laughs> no, it, I asked for some things, and they basically told me, you're in a bad part of town where you get none of this. Oh, God. They said no. I said, well, can you at least turn my HD on? They're like, we can do that. And I said, do it. So, wait a minute. So, the, the you have New Home Telecom or Mediacom? New Home Telecom. And there's different parts of Springfield that get different packages or have different things available? Yeah. Um, like, they have... That's ridiculous. I guess they have, like, little boxes throughout the town. And, you know, they serve different areas of the town. And I'm, like, too far away from one or something. So what did you want that they couldn't give you? I wanted full cable, three boxes, HD and DVR, and 55 meg internet. And they basically said, you can have two of the three. And I just said, just leave it the way it is and just give me HD on my one little tiny box that only gets, you know, Fox and NBC. Yeah. The one that comes with your, when you buy the internet from them, they give you one that has just the network. Yeah, I, I, I got you. It just so, seems weird because you just went over there and asked for the exact same thing that I have from them eight miles away in Sanborn. Mm-hmm. So it just seems strange that you're they like told me right that in the... They were nice about it. They were like, we could sell it to you, but you're going to get frustrated and it's not going to work half the time. And I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. I guess that ain't so bad, but... They were nice about it. Yeah. They tried to figure out a way to do it, and it just nothing would work out. I wouldn't drop to, like, 10 meg internet or whatever it was. I'm like, no. Yeah. So you, so you got the 55 meg internet, and then you got HD on your 30 channels that you do get or whatever. Yeah. So now we can watch the game in HD. Yeah, in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't so bad. I'm going to be going to uh, the brewery. The fan club or whatever? Yeah, I'm going to go there and watch it. Um, that should be a good time. I think it should be a really fun time. Um, there's actually, I mean, there's so many microbrews in this town that they actually have like an area that they call the brewery district. Nice. Um, I was told not to be out there after dark very much. <laughs> You'll get your car stolen. Uh, so, but uh, but uh, I'm going to venture out for the for the game. Um, probably Uber down there and Uber back. So, so you can get good and schnockered up. Well, even as that, I don't, if it's a dangerous neighborhood, I don't want my car sitting outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah. Probably just so I can have a few drinks and enjoy myself and, uh, hopefully be celebrating a, a Super Bowl birth. How much is it? Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yep. So how do we like our chances against Philadelphia? I think we're going to roll them. I'm worried. They have no pass defense. They're, apparently their front four is really good. And our, I, our old line looked like trash in this game. Honestly, I don't know when we should do it, but I want to vent about how fucking poorly we played in this game. We look like fucking trash. Like, the fact that we won is a miracle in and of itself besides that play being a miracle because we played, yeah, even we you, played even like you trash. Said this was this was the word. The, the Saints were going to be the worst matchup for the Vikings. Oh, man, they were so fucking good. <laughs> right. And, and I think that 
the Vikings can put up, if they can put, I'd venture to say if we can put up 14 points, our offense can score 14 points, we'll win the game. Because there's no way that a Nick Foles-led offense is going to score 14 points against our defense. I mean, it's one thing to have Drew Brees go in there and, and I hate to say it, kind of pick him apart in the second half. Oh man, it was brutal. I mean, literally, literally, it wasn't even Drew Brees. It was, it was the running. It was them dump off plays to the running back. Oh, Kamara just tore us apart. To Kamara, that's that's he what it was. Tore us a and, new asshole. And and even and, even and his wheel route. Jay Ajayi and and uh, who's their other running back? Uh, Garrett Blunt. You know, it's not the same two headed monster that the that the Saints had. You know, this that's a historically good running back duel that the saints had. Um, and, and they were able to, to put up some points against us and it happened. I don't think Philadelphia's offense is going to be able to do the same thing. So it's just going to be a matter of can our offense produce points against their defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, all four of these teams left have top five ranked defenses in regards to points allowed. Uh, the Vikings being number one, Jaguars two, uh, Eagles four, and I think uh, Patriots five. So it'll be. Yeah, the over-under for the Vikings-Eagles game, I think is the lowest in title game history. It's only 38 points. Yeah. So it'll be. We're only favored by like three and a half, I think. Right. Yeah, and they opened at four and a half, if I remember correctly, didn't they? I don't know that. I'm not sure what it opened up. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think if we can score, if we can get two touchdowns against them, you know, I think 20 points for sure is going to win it. Is going to be enough. So I think if our defense can, can shut them down, which I, I think isn't going to be an issue, I mean, I really don't see them scoring against us, especially not, in, not anything near what, what uh, New Orleans did. As long as Case doesn't make any stupid turnovers, man. Yeah. As, yeah. Not having to defend Kamara. Kamara was just like such a game changer. His touchdown catch on that wheel route was just insane. Like Kendricks even like covered him pretty well, and it was just like, how do you you can't defend that? And well, and is he the one that Sneed tried to throw to and like overthrew him? Yes, thank fucking God. Yeah, and that would have been a disaster too. Oh my I mean, gosh! There's so Harrison many things Smith in this was game. There for the, was there for the ta- would have been there for the tackle. They yep. wouldn't have scored on it, but that would have been like just another momentum. Yes, killer, that, that know, was or, that was third and one. Yeah. So. It's a hell of a ballsy play on third and one. I like our chances. I am actually. I'm worried about the field conditions over there. It's going to be a shitty field. Really? Yep. Lincoln Financial is slippery as fuck. And it's going to be, at least if PA's uh, weather forecast is correct, it's going to be drizzly. So that will not uh, That's anything. actually changed. It's supposed to be mid-50s and sunshine now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what a nice day but, for a football game. So I think it's be. I don't think the cold is going to be a factor, obviously, at 50 degrees. Um, I guess I don't know what the field I think that field is kind of known historically is being that way in it andy yeah i think so and if yeah. you watch you watch that game last weekend it was it was and you know but philadelphia even if it, it being their home field they haven't played where the shit they the last month either though you know what they score what they score 15 points last week yeah to win that game um 
They've been averaging like 11 points the last three games. Yeah. So I like our chances. I, you know, I'm, I'm predicting a Vikings victory. No, and I know we're going to get into the picks here, but I'm, I'm picking the Vikings. I'm just worried so. about like how emotional that game was last week that you kind of have a letdown after it either goes one or two ways. Either like you become the team of destiny because of it, or like you just, you're just gassed. Like you gave everything you had and now you're just empty. Um, I think the advantage that we have in that is that our, our coach is very good about not letting our players get that way. I hope so. What do you guys think about Shermer leaving? Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he earned it. He earned it, yeah. Um, I guess this probably means that Case isn't following him. Not he's if he's going, going to Giants. New York. So, I mean, the well, Giants are either going to. You think they're bringing Eli, Eli back? They got Well, they got Eli is under contract for two more years. They have some yeah, second stringer that they really like, though. That, and they got the second number two pick in the draft. So they definitely ain't going to go out and sign Case Keenum. Um, I, I think that means that Case stays with the Vikings. I think the only way, I think Case likes it here. I think with the season that he's had. Do they franchise the the fan, him or sign him? I think they would sign him. I think the way the fans have embraced him, the way he's embraced the community. I mean, shit, people are shoveling his sidewalk for him. I know. I wouldn't mind one more prove-it year, though. It seems like this is like one of those he got lucky. He just he's very reckless with how he throws the ball. I wouldn't mind one more like let's franchise tag him, give him what what like the twenty some million for the year. I I yeah. like having a quarterback one more year guns, that's got the gunslinger aspect for it. With yeah, him. but when that's gonna go bad, it's gonna get streaky and it's gonna be like four bad games in a row. Yeah, we can handle that. Thing is, yeah, but he but he's also gonna have a lot of good games. Then that means I and, mean. And, I, and he can air it out. Like, I've been saying this all along this season that, like, Thielen and Diggs are the best receiving duo in the entire league. And to have a quarterback who can actually air it out to him downfield is important. I mean, yeah, I don't want Teddy playing quarterback for us next year. God, no, he's gone. I wasn't even going to bring him up. <laughs> um, I don't. And I was looking at the salary cap. Like, we should have room because Bradford's on the books for 18 mil this year. And he's obviously coming off. I mean, yeah, and that, that's just where I was going to say is, is you know, if we just want to look at the three quarterbacks that we have on our staff this year, between Teddy and Sam and Case for next year, um, I think Teddy's – I just – I don't care for Teddy. He's going to be gone. Um, and then – so then it comes down to Sam and Case, and I would take uh, Case's gunslinger – is he going to have a couple bad games because he gets a little reckless? I'd take that over. Is Sam Bradford going to be walking to the showers and and blow out his ACL again? Right. It you is know? nice. It is a nice change of pace being able to like in a passing league having a quarterback that throws the ball. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Downfield. It makes us a winning team all of a sudden because we're competing <laughs> with the rest of the league. Like the fact that Bradford set the completion percentage record last year and we went eight and eight. Shows like mm-hmm. how fucking pathetic that was. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I want Case back. Bring him back. Let's do it. Yeah, and I mean, and if you look at the other options that are going to be out, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're going to. I mean, even if they do draft, you know, this is. I'm not a great like college quarterback mind, and I'm not going. You know, I'll. 
I'll get an opinion closer to the draft when you start hearing more and combine starts come out. But if you just look at the potential free agents, I mean, there's nobody. I mean, obviously Garoppolo hasn't signed an extension with with uh, Niners with the Niners yet. Obviously, if he tests the free agent market, I would be all about going out and getting Garoppolo. Um, other than that, like Alex Smith does nothing for me. I'd rather have Case Keenum over Alex Smith oh, at this point. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, there was rumors that Eli was going to be cut, but I don't see that happening now with the new regime coming in there. They're going to keep him. I, I, they were saying that it's going to be really expensive for them to cut him. They would still take a big cap hit if they let him go. So, you know, is Andy Dalton going to be available? I, I mean, the ginger ninja. I mean, none of these guys do anything for me. Nothing. So There's a lot of ba- bad quarterbacks out there. Yep, give me Case Keenum for another, you know, if they want to do a prove it year or sign him to a franchise tag, I'm okay with that, I guess. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if they signed him to a three or four year deal either, and then drafted another and drafted a quarterback this year. Yep, or keep Teddy as the backup, I guess. No, but, I say cut ties with Teddy altogether. Well, I mean, it all depends on how much money he's going to get on the free agent right. market. Like, is anyone going to pay him? The only reason is he going to get starter money? He's keeping him is because Zimmer's got a soft spot in his heart for him. <laughs> you Zimmer think Zimmer has a ha- soft spot yeah, in his body? I was just going to say that's, that's Zimmer has no soft spots. <laughs> Teddy's is, Teddy's the one person who's gotten to He's him. He's probably got a soft spot yeah. in his eye. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> too soon. I like he has to wear those nerd goggles that are like well, like like welding glasses on the sidelines. It's hilarious. Well, I and I wonder, like I've thought about that throughout the course of the season. Like when he went to the eye doctor or wherever, you know, he goes to get his glasses because I'm I'm assuming those are prescription as well, or are they just like safety glasses off the shelf at runnings yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah just but get i mean a shield on there prescription, like why wouldn't he just get like like you know i guess like normal glasses like what bruce arians wears or you know like every other 60 year old guy wears for for prescription glasses i think that but they he's like are i coach a sport <laughs> i need something sporty to wear it is a shield it's like those um nba players like in the early 90s that wore those like yeah. masks that went crazy like straps over their back of their heads those were for yeah. like face they broke their face that's why they had to wear those things that's what it looks like he has though it's not like a <laughs> prescription or anything it's like here put this mask on protect yourself i feel don't like look in the lights it's like a crazy like sunglass lens that like blocks out some rays but it's not obviously a sunglass but it like that, some, that somehow filters out certain rays that would like fuck up his yeah, eye you can't get them in like a more contemporary lens uh, <laughs> i don't know maybe he just likes maybe that's what he likes it looks like <laughs> that's what i'm saying but if, if i was him i would go with like the horace grant eye gogs the rex specs the rex specs i wore yeah, the rex specs in uh, eighth grade basketball <laughs> yeah <laughs> what he's wearing looks like um like those baseball glasses from the like bartolo Colon's rookie year had like those Oakleys that have just the big tinted one mask going down it. It like Van, covers the, your whole like field. Vance Worley wore something similar to those. Yeah, he totally did. <laughs> I mean, and I had, you know, I mean, when I've had jobs where I have to wear safety glasses, I mean, those look just like, <laughs> just like them, you know, with the black frame along the top and the blade, the blade lens. So, 
that's why I've never was never really sure if they were just like safety glasses in case he gets poked in the eye or what. But, I mean, maybe it's remember how like Jim Harbaugh used to just wear like Dockers khakis, like the cheapest like Walmart Dockers khaki. They were Docker. They were even like lower brand than Docker. They were like Walmart khakis, and that's yeah. the fancy war. Maybe Zimmer's just like. I'm just going to wear like the $2 safety glasses because those are what's cheapest. And he is like, probably like he's one of those cool guys. That's a millionaire, like Mark Cuban, but dresses like he doesn't have any money because he just doesn't care about anything besides the thing he's into. Well, you know, when we talk about Zimmer and one thing I've thought about is, you know, especially with, with Shermer, uh, you know, rumored to be going to the giants. Um, that's done. Is Zimmer going to retire soon? After his, uh, he's he's not the youngest guy. After his right. Super Bowl victory. Well, and I you know I don't know if it would be after this year, but is he going to coach for three more years? Well, Norv's still kicking around, so I guess age doesn't really have anything to do with it because he's single now, right? Like his wife passed away. Zimmer's right. Yeah. So there's I mean, probably he needs football. I bet. You and that's what I mean? kind of what I've wondered: is he going to coach until he's eighty because he's got. You know, as long as he's successful in the teams that he's coaching are doing well, hopefully it's with the Vikings. Um, is he not, is he going to stick around? Because like they've said, like even before his wife died, but even now since his wife has passed, like all he does is, is football eats, breathes and sleeps it. uh, watch constantly watching film and, and thinking. And I think that's part of what makes him success, successful is that he's, you know, dedicated his life basically to it now, even more so than it was, you know, 10 years ago. I mean, he's been in the league forever. Um, no, he's only 61. I thought he was like 65. He's got a couple more oh, years left for okay. sure. He is. He's about five, six years younger than I thought he was too. Um, but I guess, you know, kind of, I, I mean, I'd thrown out there a couple of times that I always thought they should uh, sign Shermer to head coach money mm-hmm. and give him the assistant head coach title with kind of the plan that, okay, you know, if Zim's going to retire in two years or three years, you know, then the head coaching job is yours sort of thing. But I don't know. Or like guys, that guy you retweeted, he had that great idea to put him down to defensive coordinator, Zimmer, that being, and having oh, yeah, Shermer be would, the head coach. That would be. Because he doesn't yeah, want to deal with the media and all that bullshit. Zimmer which doesn't I, like dealing with the media and stuff, so make Zimmer the defensive coordinator and make Shermer the head coach. That is such a good take. Like, I don't know why that wouldn't work. I mean, yeah, you still have to pay Zimmer head coach money, obviously, but who cares? Right, if you're winning. Did you right. did you see Zimmer's press conference after the game? No. Uh, bits and pieces of it. It was pretty cool. Like, there's like a door when he was doing the fist bump thing when the crowd was right. And there's like a his name that's the most like, uh, I guess I don't know if emotional is the word, but you know, yeah, just showing, like showing some emotion. Like he let his guard down. Know, it wasn't all. Yeah, let his guard down. But like usually, there's a curtain up between where the fans are and like the press room, and yep. he was one who was like, "Open that up! Like I want them all to be able to see." So like he instigated all that by telling them to open up the curtain and like let the fans be a part of the press conference, which I thought was cool in the first place. Like, Did any fans ask a question? No, they weren't like oh. they were just like out in the hallway. Like gotcha. they aren't in the actual room but usually it's like blocked off completely yeah and he had them open up so they could actually like see what was going on and then they started the chance and did the skull clap and all that stuff zimmer's voice does not match how intimidating he is he's got that high-pitched girly voice a little bit and i'm still scared of him <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely scared of him right 
like if I was in the room with him, I'd be like, I don't want to be in this room anymore. <laughs> That's how scared of him I am. <laughs> so uh, there's another game this weekend, right? I don't fucking know. Does Is anyone there? care about that one? No, I, I, I don't even know who's playing. The the AFC games are you talking about? Yes, he's talking yeah. about the AFC championships. This <laughs> is like I think, yes. I think Timberwolves might be playing. I don't know. <laughs> Do the New Home Steel have a pickup game? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's in the back of backyard at Jeremy's Pond. Who's gonna Who's gonna win that game? Probably the Steel. Uh Patriots, right? <laughs> Steelers are definitely gonna take it. <laughs> the Patriots are gonna win, right? Yeah. I, man, I don't know. Why don't you know? It's Jacksonville, right? Uh, yeah, and yes. I, I, I mean, Jacksonville's got a damn good defense. Yeah, and if, and, if they, and look what they did to the Steelers last weekend. I mean, nobody expected that. Look what they did to the Steelers. They put up forty-two. Steelers put up forty-two points. Right, but the but the but the Jaguars were able to put up forty-five. And that's, that's what like I'm talking a, about. That's like the you '98 know, so all Vikings all offense. Yeah. It all depends upon which which offense shows up for the Jaguars. How about which defense? <clears throat> Who would you rather if play? If their defense gives up forty two points again, I guarantee they're not going to win again. That's true. How did how did Jacks how did they have did they have what two turnovers? Um, the I, Steelers at least one that went for a touchdown. I think they had two turnovers because. That's why they, they sent uh, Roethlisberger seven turnovers. Because it was for seven total on the season. Right. right. Yeah. They sent Ben Roethlisberger like a bakery had sent him seven turnovers. He had five in the first game and two in the second. You mean one of those cans? So, yeah, one of them went for six. I don't know. I missed most of the game. I turned it off when it was like 28 to seven. And then we had to go. We had made a target run. And then we got to the bar. And all of a sudden it was 35 to 28 when we got to the bar. So I don't know what happened in the middle there. What'd you need at target? Uh, like kitty litter and shit like that. Oh, gross. Yeah, I seen your significant other like wrote on, was it on Twitter? Or maybe, no, she doesn't do Twitter. So it must have been on MySpace. Facebook that she was like griping about having to go to Target and how she hates it. Target's the best. It is fucking miserable. You go to Target on a Sunday. Oh my god, it's terrible. There's so many people there. You can't do anything. Yeah, I like Target, just, but I like it when it's empty. Right, for sure. But it hardly is like the Target that's closest to us is like literally never empty. I think it's one of the closer yeah. ones to the U. So like all the college kids are there, and like I don't know, it's just chaos. They have one at the U that's like a half Target. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the small ones. Yeah, it's super tiny. It's more like a Walgreens size Target. It's like a Dollar General. Yeah, those are like concept ones they're trying out. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, the Target that's close to us is, I mean, it's just a madhouse. And then we went there on a Sunday, which was stupid. But it's just every time we go there, it's ridiculous. And I just can't stand it. It's terrible in there. And nothing in there I want that badly. Okay. Um, Well, I guess you live your hybrid lifestyle, so it wouldn't work for you. But like. Target on a Tuesday is like the best. On That's like a good deal. Ten o'clock on a Tuesday morning, because there's like hardly any people in there. Yeah, I mean, I totally believe you. That was so great. Always about the New Alm Target before it closes. <laughs> there was never anyone Fucking, in there. I'm more mad about that than I am about Gary missing that field goal. <laughs> the New Alm Target closing. Yeah, like I hate Walmart. 
Walmart does. I do suck. too. I, I avoid Walmart as much as possible, which is impossible when you live around here. Unfortunately, with you know. where we live and right. what, you know what's around us, it's hard to it's hard, hard to one yeah hundred percent avoid it. But I you know, hate I going would, there. It's such like a dirty store, and you see people that you never see anywhere else. There's weirdos walking around there. You're like, why do you look like that? And why don't I see people like this anywhere else? It's only at Walmarts. <laughs> it's like people like you exist. Yeah, it's like. We're talking like still rocking mullets and you know jean shorts that the guy actually cut out of jeans. It's like why do you think matching that's okay? matching sweatsuits? Oh, tons of pajamas in WalMarts. I don't get yeah. that either. Lots of people wearing pajamas at WalMarts. Hundred ten percent. And a lot of times, if it's like the summertime, people stink. The whole store stinks. Walmart sucks. And I don't understand that, but like, so if I'm at home on the weekends or. Even, like, when I come home from work, like, the first thing I do is uh, switch into either sweatpants or, like, gym shorts, like, every day. But go on. If, I, if I'm going to even run to, you know, whether it's out to the expressway or if I'm running over to Springfield to go to the grocery store, I'll put jeans back on. Yeah. I won't even wear my sweats out of the house, let alone flannel pajama pants the only time i wear the sweats outside is in the early morning when i'm taking the puppy out that's it right that's it i I, i'm totally with you i can't i see people wearing like zubas around town i'm like that's not okay that's unacceptable like it's weird like in the summertime if i'm in my if i'm in my gym shorts i'll wear those obviously out of the house but the sweatpants i always like uh I, i gotta look a little i'll i'll never uh, the one thing that dawns on me when I think about that is one time I was running out to the corners and I was like, didn't, I was like in like sweats and I threw on like just like these big clomp, it was wintertime or springtime. So I threw on like these big clompy, like ugly boots and just looked like shit and ran out there. And of course ran into like a high school classmate that I hadn't seen in like 10 years. <laughs> and I'm like, so how are I'm you doing? doing? Doing real well with my life. I <laughs> look like I'm strung out and hung over. So was that I always the case? make sure you that weren't? I, I was not. So, but I always try to make sure I I look at least halfway presentable uh, when I'm leaving my house now. Yeah, because you know you got to impress the Sandborg, Sanborn folk. Well, you never know who you're going to run into. Right. So you might run into the mayor. You never know. <laughs> I was um, Corey. When is your mayor campaign coming together? Oh, uh, probably probably not for well, maybe fi- twenty eighteen. I think oh, we'll uh, see. I was going to say like five more years, you, but you have a platform now that you're on right now. That's right. And I bet at least one of our listeners is from Sanborn <laughs> that can vote. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> My wife. Yeah, of course. Um, I. We'll need to, you know, if I wait till 2020, my son could vote for me too. So that would be three votes I would have locked up. And what, what's the voting population that actually shows up to the polls in Sanborn? Like 12? Usually, like, no, it's more than that. Like usually the. No, for locals. About, usually about 90 votes or so wins mayor. So. Oh, man. Let's figure out a way to cheat. Stuff the ballot um, box. Yeah. Let's, let's look up death records. I mean, pretty much the only way you have to, the only thing you have to do to win mayor of Sanborn is put your name on the ballot. Okay. Uh, do because you have to live usually, there? Because I'm going to run. Well, you know what I mean. You have to but be I a mean, resident. Usually there's, 
usually there's not more than one person running. So like if you're the only person on the ballot, you know, 90% of people are going to vote for you. <laughs> That's how it, unless, you're, those other, unless you're me, I never vote for the person whose name is on there. You always write in? always write in. I always write in myself, typically. Or Oh, man, if they have to, oh, if they print those somewhere, like, and one vote received for Terry Crews. <laughs> I, uh, I I write my myself in for a lot of things. If I don't know who's running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start doing that now. <laughs> I write myself in because I know I know what type of job I'll do. I don't know what this guy, how, what type of job this guy's gonna do. And that's your speech right there. That is your first speech in the in the first debate you do. Why should you be the mayor? Because typically I write myself in because I know what I'm gonna do. And then you're gonna get at least half the dum dums that live there going, "Yeah, he's making some sense." You think? Then I would have to have a debate to run for mayor. <laughs> well, in Springfield, they um the first time in like how many years when more than one person ran, they printed like a question seminar thing, like uh, and they put it in the newspaper, and that was the debate. It was just this remember, long, like three page thing. Of, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that and was it was like the last the last election, wasn't it? Yeah, and I'm living in the guy's house who ran. He just died. That's too bad. Wait, what? Yeah. One of the guys who was running for mayor, he didn't make it, obviously. Oh, okay, not the mayor. He the... lived here, and he died. <laughs> well, that's not funny, but... It kind of is. <laughs> I'm kind of depressing. Yeah, do you think it was an assassination? Helgit took him out. Helgit <laughs> took him out? <laughs> yeah, because he's always promoting those, like, turkey hunting banquets. <laughs> that would be amazing. Our... Yeah. I think he's really wanted to be mayor for a long time, a guy who won, so it makes sense. Yeah. Tanya Harding him, except even worse. <laughs> <laughs> eliminate the competition. Yep. I mean, I would love to have, like, a platform and, or, um, and end up being, like, a career politician, but I think I've said too many things on this podcast in the last 20 episodes that... I've said it before a hundred times. I was on Twitter when I was 19 years old, and I have the same account still. I can't yeah. run for anything. <laughs> That's kind of the way I feel now, too. So, No, I think it would be great if you did have to run against someone. We would so make like a Parks and Rec-style like mockumentary with the, on your run to becoming mayor. Corey, um, if you're giving up the career politician thing, you better let me know because I'm kind of planning my future about, around being your campaign manager throughout your entire career as a politician. So, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm giving it up just yet, but like even like Mayor Sanborn, I'd have to probably uh, I wouldn't be able to travel like this for work because <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss city council meetings. You know, what are those once a month? Once a month, but so was the fire department, and I missed too many of them because I was gone all the time that I I took a leave of absence from the fire department. Oh. That's probably not going to reflect well on your mayoral candidacy. I kind of want to move to right. Sanborn now just so it can run against you. <laughs> can we get like? Can I get a mailbox there and have that count? Probably. Like a P.O. box? Probably. I think I want to do this. <laughs> I mean, the last election, there was a couple of names on there for, like, city council spots and stuff that I'm like, I didn't even know who the people were. If we can open up the rope and spur as a debate hall, I would love... The Sanborn Community Center? I, I couldn't remember what it was called. I knew it wasn't the rope and spur. 
It'll always yeah. be their open spur. But I know that the city owns it now. So if we can open that up for a debate hall, I would love to be there. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's you guys do can it. just be my campaign team. No, I want to run against you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to debate. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, Andy, you can moderate it. Well, I'm Corey's campaign manager. I don't know. I'm, I'm partial. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're going to make some commercials for you, Corey, then, I guess, if I'm not going to do this. Oh, I can't wait. I think it's official. I think you just decided, we just decided for you that you will be running and winning this mayorship. And I, but we have to end every commercial with, I'm Corey Jensen, and I approve this message. And then it'll, and then you'll go, let's go suck some toes. We can run smear campaigns because we know how to edit video and no whoever you're running against <laughs> definitely doesn't. <laughs> Just put out a bunch of slanderous things against the opponent. Yeah, he hasn't mowed his lawn in four weeks. <laughs> what kind of reckless abandon do you want running your town, Sanborn? His water bill is delinquent every month. Delinquent taxes printed in the newspaper. I was in Lamberton. <laughs> Does yes. Sanborn doesn't have a paper, right? Right. But do people in Sanborn actually subscribe to like the Lamberton paper? Um I think so. Debatable. I personally don't. Yeah. I mean, that was the official like like they as of like the last time I saw a Lamberton paper, um, they still would have the like a section, like a page dedicated to like Sanborn news. Nice. Um, it's all nice just one. about like gardens and what came out of. But them. that's but that's probably been like five six years ago since the last time I saw a copy of the Lamberton paper. Um, uh, we should know, we should run that, an ad in the Lamberton paper. I bet it's cheap. They still did the, uh, um, like the looking back, like Sanborn, like old news out of the Sanborn Sentinel from like however many years ago. Oh, nice, they would nice. do that in the Lamberton paper, so. But it's been, God, it's probably been 15 years since Sanborn's had a paper now. Man, sad deal. Who? Clo- why'd the Sentinel close up? Well, because the guy was like 90 years old and couldn't find anyone to, <laughs> to buy it and take over. <laughs> that sucks. It sounds like, you know that story you told about the people who owned that bar and then like burnt it down or something or, no, faked his death? Faked his death, right? It sounds like uh, you could get one of those people to come to town. Like, why'd you guys come to town from, you know, Tulsa? Um, we wanted to buy the newspaper. It's always been a dream of ours to <laughs> yeah, own, a newspaper. own a newspaper. And we just thought Sanborn was the right fit. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be perfect. This town of 300 people really needs a weekly newspaper. Yep. Print is the future. Yep. That's, it is, Andy. I think you're right. This internet thing is just a fad. It's a fad. It's going away. Never yep. gonna last. Well, with net neutrality going away. Could you away. imagine? Could you imagine like so the Sanborn paper, I remember it would have like Charleston News for like Charleston Township, and it was like Flo and Agnes went to Bill and Dolores' house and had a roast beef dinner. And then they got in the car and went to the Dairy Queen for a cone. Like, could you imagine, like, somebody, like, doing an internet blog of, like, the Charleston Township News now, and it just being, like, that nonsense, and people, like, looking forward to, like, every week, like, oh, the new blog is going to be posted for Charleston, let's let's get caught up. We should do that for Springfield, but make it, like, The Onion. Right? 
I could see that happening. We could. Oh, there's some stories you could write. Only use first names of people. Always include what ser- what food was served, and that's pretty much every story. <laughs> yep, Jello. I think we could buy the current paper and then just use that as like a guide. Just take it we over, could. not tell anyone. No, no, I just mean like just recreate every story, <laughs> but only just change the names and the activities they were doing, but keep the same food because <laughs> that's what they do currently. Does Springfield paper do that? Oh yeah. It always says, like, refreshments were served. I always say that I'm going to buy cookies. the subscribe. I'm, I always say I'm going to subscribe to the Springfield paper, and I really should because, you know, my kids go to school there, so, like. They're probably in it every week then. All high school Colton, students are. Yeah, I mean, Colton's in the paper a lot. Joe's getting to that age. You know, I mean, he's in seventh grade, but he's going to start being in the paper a lot, I'm sure. So, Dude, it's like I was going to do it, and then I saw it was, like, $50 a year, and I'm like, nah. Like a dollar an issue. Right. That's why I said that. Because I'm like, no, nah, I'll just buy the ones I know have something, some dirt in them. Yeah, for a dollar twenty-five an issue. Right. Yeah. And so far, so good. I don't miss it. I was gonna. I wanted to subscribe to the Star Tribune, but I couldn't because it's not in this area. You can't even get it delivered here. It started with I really wanted the USA Today, but because I, I can't even buy that in town. And then that's not available. So then I downgraded to wanting the Star Tribune. Not available. You know you can read them papers on the internet. I know, but just having them in your hand, it's cool. Well, I will bring you uh, 10 days worth of USA Today's, Tim. No, I've been to because, a hotel before. That's okay. Because every morning <laughs> they slide a copy of the USA Today under my door. Right. But, okay, so. back to this, though. I then downgraded and said, I want, I'll just get the New Ulm Journal then. They have half the same articles that the USA Today does because they take it from the AP. Yep. But I looked, and it was something like one month. It was like $25 a month or something like that. That's a daily Yeah, paper. the journal isn't cheap. Right. I'm like, that's a little bit more than I wanted to spend. I was thinking 100 a year, and I was way off. Yeah, it's like 300 a year, but it's a daily paper. I know, but it's like, dude, get like one more page of ads and lock your prices down. There's no one to like put ads in. <sighs> Guys... I think Andy just said what we're going to do. Ads are not cheap in that paper either. I know. I know. We'll just put stickers up around the building that that they (laughs) publish out of. (laughs) I kind of want to just go to the bars like in Mankato, like go to the parking ramp and find any car that's at least 10 years old and then just put our stickers on their bumpers because, you know, it's a kid. (laughs) That seems dangerous. (laughs) While everyone's drinking, go at like if they're there at one a.m. They're gonna stay till two, so go out at one. <laughs> <laughs> just start stickering up things. I mean, why not just go to like the campus and go to the dorm parking lots? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cameras? I don't know. Cameras? Yeah. You didn't think this plan out very well before you said that. This plan you? sucks. Just thinking <laughs> it out loud. Lots of thinking out loud there. Thanks a lot. Bye. I'm going to pass out stickers at the Vikings game on Sunday when I go to the brewery. To all the, to everybody in purple is going to get a free Pilsner podcast sticker. Well, give them a bunch. Just, like, make it rain. Just like, Yeah, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a stack of, like, 50 of them, 100 yeah. of them. And, like, if the Vikings score, I'm just going to, like, throw them up in the air like confetti. <laughs> There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> Are you going to do this too? Can you dig it? Can you 
dig it! Burn you! Did you play something there? I couldn't hear it. Oh man, I put my I put my earphone up next to the mic. I thought you might be able to hear it. Can you dig it? Oh yeah, probably. (laughs) Is that Booker T? No, Uh, the dude from the Warriors. You ever seen the Warriors, Corey? Yeah, that was so. That was from the Warriors, and then you had the the monster truck one. There, there was a wrestler uh, named Booker T, and his like catchphrase was "Can you dig it, sucker?" So if you could find that one to play, well, while we were all texting, thanks for contributing that. <laughs> I was busy working this week. Oh, whatever. Boo. We know what you were doing. All this Breaking Bad meth stuff, you, right? Yeah, you like I have a lot of time to Google stuff. We, yeah, well, let's listen back to the first half of the podcast. <laughs> this is very different from the first half, just like the Vikings game. That was evening time googling. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so you don't have time for evening time text texting. <laughs> well, to be honest, I just thought of it now. When <laughs> there we go, and the truth <laughs> comes you out, you it? slut. That's what I thought of. Was God, you're such a slut. Thing. I am massive. <laughs> it's fun calling men like lady digs or digs or whatever <laughs> insults. <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> digs. I forgot what words were there. Can you dig it? Yeah. God, just calling another dude. You're such a bitch. Slut. You're such a bitch. And then you go up to a girl. God, you're an asshole. <laughs> Say it wrong. It's funny. funny. You fucking dick. If you guys need to watch. If if you get Netflix down there somehow, you should watch um, Tom Segura's new special on Netflix. Hold on. What now? What? Okay. What's, what's happening down there, Corey? Hold on, I, I just found it. Listen, I'll play it over the phone for you. Okay, we're going to get magnets going. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty good. <laughs> too, well, bad, too bad we didn't have that in the intro. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, um, but you were asking about Netflix. Well, they don't have internet here, so you I don't know how, data? I would ever get, how I would ever get Netflix here. Do you have unlimited data? Oh, you, you're you kidding. You do have internet down there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Watch Tom Segura's new special. You're really going <laughs> to like that. Oh, wait. You're kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke? Sarcasm? Yeah. I actually, this internet, or this hotel actually has a hardwire internet on the desk. So I got my, actually have my laptop hardwired so I don't have to worry about spotty hotel Wi-Fi that usually isn't very good. We've gotten so far off, I forgot why I told you to watch Tom Segura's special. There was a related bit to what we were talking about, and I've already forgotten what it was. Mm, was something about cool. calling... Uh, no, that's not it. Other gendered... Oh, other no, gendered the insults. insult. The best insult you can ever say to somebody, we've just had it at our fingertips and we've no one has ever used it, is if you're in a real fight with someone, like you're really screaming at someone, just go, Hey, why don't you come change my diaper? That would <laughs> throw you off so cause, hard. <laughs> that would cause an eye raise, eyebrow raise. <laughs> That'd be strange. I know. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, watch his new special. It's really funny. It's called Disgraceful. You'll have to tweet me the guy's name or text me the guy's name later. It's seriously, he's one of the best. Like he's got three of them on there. Uh, the the second and third are super duper funny. The first one's pretty good, but Tom Segura, super funny guy. There's another comedian that just had a special come out that I wanted to watch too, and now I can't remember who it was. Cat Williams? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. 
I don't know. Man, no one had Aziz in the perf pool. I don't buy into that one at all. I think that girl is... I mean, that's the one where... Still, it was an accusation, and if you had him... You right, would have, I would have got, I would have been like, yeah. Yeah, that's a point. Yeah, for sure, but <laughs> if we're going to talk about that for a second, I'm not fully on board with him. I hope they don't cancel the show as a result of this. It sounded like bad communication. That's what it well, sounded like. And that's what, like, I forget who it was, but, like, somebody else, like, retweeted the story, and, like, and this was, like, another, like, celebrity, you know, usually the ones that are, like, I guess, for lack of a better word, but like a liberal that would usually be like <laughs> on the side of the girl on this matter was like the lady in the come Atlantic. On, come on, girl. It just sounds like you had a bad date or something to that effect. Right. You know, like there was definitely lots of Aziz support, like not support, but just being like, this is getting a little carried away. What are you actually trying to say here? I, I read like a lot of tweets from like feminists saying like this is a gross like misuse of the Me Too movement, right? And you need to like stop this immediately towards the girl. Yes, but the then now I, I've seen backlash to the backlash, so it's whatever it is. But it think, wasn't like actual sexual assault or harassment or no, it was just something that was like misconstrued. They had been like flirting and texting. Right. And they went on a date together, and it sounded like they were doing stuff, you know, already. And she told him, "I don't know." Things got misconstrued. Yeah, it's like he apologized know. like to her immediately the next day. Yeah. You know, he so. followed up with like a text with her, like, "Hey, you know, want to hang out again or something?" And she's saying about how it was a bad night or something. He had, he's like, "What?" Like that's news to him. He's like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, but then almost you wonder if that, like, you know, so then by putting out that apology, and then they're like, "Oh, he's he's admitting it," you know, too. So it get that gets twisted. But no, that was like private. Yeah, they're yeah, just texting. I, I know, but I mean, but I mean, like she could be all well. He apologized to me the next day, so he knew he did something wrong. No, you know, I think he, he 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 apologized because he didn't realize what he was doing. Like he was, he didn't mean to be a bad guy, and she was taking it the wrong way, and that's what he was apologizing for. Was he didn't realize he was making her feel uncomfortable because it seemed like with her reactions and all that stuff, the way she was handling herself that night, that he was just like. He was okay, and then the next day, yeah. he's like, "No, you're not okay," and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." I got gotcha. you. I can't. But yeah. if we, but if we had picked him, it definitely would have counted. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I was a little disapp- I was a little disappointed that uh, I saw today a news update that Fred Ottman's health has been has turned around, and he's he's back on the road to recovery. Good so. because is that one of your bogus wrestlers? That doesn't count at all. I think I'm so mad about that pick. I throughout the week I found more and more evidence that it should count. So. No, because our initial <laughs> thing, our initial agreement was that two out of the three of us have to know who he is, and you, Andy, didn't know who he was until it was like really enforced in your brain, and then you start going, "Oh yeah, okay, it's fine. He's a celebrity. He's got a Wikipedia page." And I started thinking about it, and I went through my old death leagues when all we did was base it off of Wikipedia. Who is Oscar Niemeyer? He's got a Wikipedia page. Does it make him famous? Um, no. Can you tell me who he is? Yes, he's a Brazilian architect. He, he no, died. that's not famous. Right, but he has a Wikipedia page. So you changed your yeah. step before and saying, well, if he's but, got a Wikipedia page, it counts. But it's also in the context of this he's guy got, okay. was a Fred w on, got an IMDb page. 
Yes. And, like, he's on WWE. Like, we all know what that is. Every commercial actor has an IMDb page, so don't even pull that on me. There's got to be, like, a million of them. Right, but it's it's not... He worked... But he it's, was in like, the, it's in the context prominent, of something that is famous. Right. He was a prominent, like, performer on the largest wrestling professional wrestling organization on the planet it's not like i was like well this guy was in a 1980s like deep south territory indie wrestling he was right he didn't star in the movie the apple he was in episodes of thunder in paradise with hulk hogan if if it would have been like a wrestler from like the twa i would have been like no i don't know that's not fair but he's a wrestler on the wwe like that makes him famous like i said you could ask anybody like I'm just saying, our original age. rules were two out of the three people had to know, and I agreed. Yeah, I'm, so that made it two out of three. No, it took you some. It took him some convincing of you. It did. You didn't just say right away. You're like, ah, I don't know who that is, and then he's like, oh, he's this person. He's this person. He fights, and that was also part of the rules. We could explain who the person was. Oh, uh, I think you just made that part up. We never said that. We to- I can. I have text messages to prove it. No. And you agreed. He was in Mortal Kombat. Also, <laughs> have, you watched, have you watched Mortal Kombat yet, Tim? No, I was supposed to watch Baby Geniuses. He's supposed to watch oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat. I have more. So you'll see him in there. He was in multiple episodes. So of you'll Thunder see him in there. <laughs> he was in. Okay, Thunder in Paradise. How many episodes of that did you watch? He was in movie, Return wasn't of the it? Bandit, the TV series based on the Smoking the Bandit movies. That so, type of trash TV, I believe you did watch in the 70s or the 80s, sorry. <laughs> I never saw the Bandit TV show. I may have seen an episode or two of Thunder in Paradise by accident. But. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise See? is a TV show, not a movie. So don't even try to bring that up. It's like, oh, he was in this. How much did you watch? I'm not watching that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, But anyway, old, old. I think if I had a described him as typhoon instead of tugboat maybe you would have bought it a little better but that's what he was more known for was for for tugboat or for typhoon and he's like very well known for being the shock master which is like these are very sexual names the tugboat and the shock master right but <laughs> so like names you guys when you get a chance uh google video the introduction of the shock master it's like one of the most famous like fuck ups in professional wrestling history, and it like he was signed away from WWE to go to the rival WCW back you know when they were in their big feud, and he was going to be introduced as this character called the Shockmaster. Okay, hang on, and you're not going to be able to hear it. We're going to play it right now. You should have let me like set it up for you. Okay, Sting's there. It's the debut of him. Yeah. Okay. Okay, go. And he's supposed to come, like, crashing through the wall. Okay. And they mistakenly, like, put a two-by-four in where he's supposed to break through the wall. So he trips over it. And, like, he's supposed to be wearing... He's wearing a glitter-painted Star Trooper mask or helmet. And, like, he falls over the two-by-four. All I have to say is, our partner is going to shock the world because he is none other than the Shock Master! Right. The Shock Master! 
I told you. Oh, God. Holy crap. Okay, Corey, we muted you. Um, Go ahead and say everything you just said before because now we're lost. This video is confusing. Do we you want me to say it all again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we turned you off. <laughs> then why did you say go ahead, Corey? Uh, no, nah, I mean, he just, that was a weird entrance, man, breaking through the wall like that. <laughs> yeah, and that, like, ruined his whole career or that his WCW part of his career. I thought it was just going to be some words. Like it was going to be some crazy speech, but it was just no, a guy falling through a like, wall. You were playing and I'm like, well, you should let me like talk you through it because the audio wasn't going to be much for, for the podcast, but. And correct. You were. <laughs> yeah. And now we don't have the setup either. So we just have no idea what happened. You know what? Shockmaster. <laughs> I ban him from the show. No more Shockmaster speak. <laughs> What if I can get him on as a guest? Okay, then do it. Unless you're talking about Ron Jeremy, that could also be the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good talk. Let's take a 10. We are back, and it's time for some picks. Football. Football. Tim, do you know who the home teams are this weekend, or do you have that all screwed up on your sheet again? I didn't even make a sheet. I have it written down. Who won, who won the picks last week? I think Andy and I pushed, didn't we? Uh, Tim and you pushed. Oh, really? And what did I say? What, what did I call? I know it's wrong, but I was close, right? Tim predicts that you win and I lose. Um, you kind of you tied for first. Yeah. Tied, but it also is tying for second. So either way, you lost. I, I did lose, though. And uh, me and him tied for first. Or second. So we get to pick group decision of, uh, hmm. Hey, Corey, I have an idea. Hey, what? What we should do for his punishment. Yeah, what do you have? Let's just add five pounds to his final weigh-in. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, even. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea, but not a good idea at the same time. Okay. Um, you don't have to think of it right now. Okay, that's fine. We'll think. We'll think of something. I'll text you later on. All right. I just thought for the show it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we could actually think of something, it would be fun. I gotta think bring, too. I'll Let's do back. something like this. Let's do a non-movie one because we have a lot of movies backed up, and they take like two hours to watch. <laughs> How about I'll bring back a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. And Andy's got to eat the whole dozen on air. Dude, that's too many donuts. No, it's not. They're Krispy Kremes, dude. They're so good. I, They're Andy, light and fluffy. Andy, I could crush a dozen Krispy Kremes. Yeah, it's no pretty problem. easy. What is wrong with you guys? That is that's <laughs> very easy. That's messed up. So, it, you don't feel good about yourself like mentally when you're done, <laughs> but you know you can do it. Like You're sticky, for, and you just wash your hands, and then you're fine. But you feel a little depressed, but <laughs> like, it's very possible. It's kind of like jerker's remorse. The, Remember it's the same thing. <laughs> I never feel bad after that. Remember in 2015 when the Twins kind of teased us with being kind of good and didn't get knocked out of the playoffs until like the final week? Yes, I do. Uh, um, I was no. in Arizona that final week, 
and there was a Krispy Kreme next door to my hotel. And after they lost that game, I walked next door and got a half a dozen Krispy Kremes and went back to my hotel and ate every single last one of them. I, I can just picture my... you too. Like, that's like your vice because like you're not an alcoholic, so you didn't go back to drinking. You just said, "I need some goddamn donuts." <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a foodie. I mean, I'll, you I'll... are a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely eat some Krispy Kremes if that's what you want to do, but I'm not going to eat a dozen Krispy Kremes. God, you don't get to pick. Like, you don't get to decide. <laughs> well, so I just mean, stop it. I have standards. Like, you can't just, like, make me do things. I mean, I have to, like, nothing I, illegal, I, of course. I have but to agree to the terms. I didn't know. Well, I didn't know that because I didn't agree to watch baby fucking geniuses. I mean, but that's not, like, <laughs> detrimental to your health. <laughs> Okay, either is that. You're young. Fine, Andy. I got it. <laughs> Andy, I have high have blood get... pressure. So does everybody else. You have to get a New England Patriots tattoo. <laughs> One or the other, you pick. One or the other. <laughs> okay, I got it. You have to watch the full YouTube video of the Ulog. It doesn't end, does it? It's like, like four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no. I mean, I'll eat half a dozen Krispy Kremes. Mm, I'm out. 12 or 9. I call that breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Corey is fat. (laughs) I'll think of something. Let's get on to our picks this week. All right. Okay, we we got two games. We got Jacksonville at... The New England Patriots. Patriots are nine and a half favorites. Oh, I'll take uh, Jacksonville. I'm taking Jacksonville as well. Um, well, this sucks. Just take the smart pick. You know you want to pick Jacksonville. I mean, I do. I mean, it's just like we're all going to tie. That's fine. And then we got, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville, I guess. And we're all taking the Vikings. And then we got Minnesota minus three and a half at Philadelphia. Oh, do I actually have to tell you who I want? Uh, The Vikings. The Vikings. Sure, then I'll take the Vikings too, so these picks do not matter. It's fun, though. (laughs) It's it's still fun. I'm having a great time. Okay. Okay, to break it up. Now let's pick for the Pro Bowl the following week. No. Damn it. I'm not gambling on that. I'm not watching it. I want nothing to do with it. That should just be a team you get named to and not an actual game they play. I think that they should go back to having the two teams that lose the NFC and AFC championship games have them play a game next weekend. I didn't know they did that, but that's funny. What's Way back, way back like in the... 40s or, or, I guess not the 40s, but probably like the 50s and 60s, they did that. What's the incentive of that? Like, like now it would just be a ratings draw. I mean, they're going to make money. Yeah, they're going to sell For tickets. the teams, what incentive do the players have to go out and play for third place? You, they, you make it a bonus structure just like they get a bonus for winning a playoff game or they get a bonus for playing the 
playing or winning the Super Bowl. The straight up toilet bowl. Is so that just, where it got that name? Toilet bowl? Like the Super Bowl and the toilet bowl. They always joke if you're playing for third place. I've never heard that before. Oh. Never heard that either. Really? But I mean, like <laughs> what incentive what incentive does any team that's not in the college football, you know, yeah, they're they're college kids. They're just like happy to be there, right? They're not they're not paid professionals. It's their first what, time what, getting what, paid. What, what incentive do they have for playing any game? Like yeah, they get they get to go on a nice vacation and they get like a free swag bag. That's true, but I mean, with the NFL, you think you think that if the so if the NFL did it, a the the NFL would like it because it's another game they could sell tickets to. It's another game they get to sell the TV rights to, and. You know, if they give it some flashy name, you know. The Toilet Bowl. I don't know. This sounds like the worst idea ever to me, Corey. Well, that's fine, Andy. That's like your opinion, man. Okay, how about this? (laughs) Slavery. It's this idea I have. (laughs) I'm talking about within the context of the NFL. Oh. I'm just saying to me that would be more interesting than the Pro Bowl. (laughs) I disagree. Yeah, Pro Bowl sucks. How you bad would, would it be? Watch a third, you'd rather watch the Pro Bowl than a third place game. Yeah, because there's no. like the players in the I'm third place you, games aren't. It's just going to be, it's going to be an exhibition. It's not going to be a real contest. Like the Pro Bowl isn't a real contest in the first place. So I'd rather watch like the best players play in a fake game than like just two random teams playing a fake game. How boring would Vegas be during the week of the Pro Bowl? Um. Yeah, pretty boring. That's all you had to bet on. I don't know if there's anything else major going on. That maybe a golf thing, but NBA is happening. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't I mean like obviously like Super Bowl weekend. Like there's not a NBA game on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't imagine. I don't there's think probably, so. Didn't the NHL play last year? Like the Wild played that day. Did they? I feel like during the yeah, day. But if, but if they but if they do, I'd imagine that it's at like noon. Right. It is. I feel right. like that happened. The the one of my favorite there so there's like a million fan reaction videos obviously from the the Minneapolis miracle, but one of my favorites was like the people at the Wild game all in the concourse yep, like yep. <laughs> watching the yeah. Vikings game instead of watching. the They Wild. said that was during the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> was it? The stands were completely empty, and all of a sudden you just heard. <laughs> I really wish it would have been during the game. And Car- Carly Zucker was on. Charlie Zucker was on KFan this morning. That's my source from getting that. Oh, wait. yeah. It was two and days she ago. Said, it was yesterday. You're right. And she said, uh, you know, and her husband plays for the Wild. And she's like, that's the loudest cheer that's ever been in XL Energy <laughs> during a Wild game. Yeah. Something, something to that effect. Like, just ripped on her husband's hockey team. Yeah, and they're like, get off the phone. They're trying to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have any favorites of, like, all the fan reaction videos? I, I had a diss favorite. My least favorite one was the dude who filmed himself, where he just stood there with his eyes wide open. Oh, that was the Saints guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, like, like ugh. I'm like, don't, you're, you're acting if you're filming yourself. Did you see the person who was, like, filming him, though? No. There was a different shot of that, of a person. So he really was filming, filming the guy himself, filming then. himself, yeah. yes. Yeah, I thought that one was annoying. I thought a lot of even the Vikings ones were mostly annoying. Like people just like in their living rooms, like reacting. Like, like I said, I, I don't need to see like of, you in your shitty them, house. Like, like, <laughs> like some of them were authentic, but I, but a lot of them, like you get the sense that they were like, 
rewound it and like right hey let's rewind this and play it again and then like you videotape me reacting to it and i'll act all a fool you know like the guy that threw his tv out the window right Come on, give me a break um my favorite one was um and it was legit because like it's like a 35 40 minute video like somebody at a saint's bar just like set up their phone in the corner of recording like the whole thing like their entire reaction and like there's just like two guys like front and center of this video that were just obnoxious and then like you get to see their heartbreak and it was it really made me happy because it was a place that i'd been many many times so um seeing it happen to someone else uh i'm telling you when that happened i i had like an out of body experience like right as that play was taking place I was sitting next to Megan's dad, and he's being all negative, saying, like, ugh, we're going to blow it again, and I'm just trying to be positive. I'm like, no, we're going to throw it. We're going to get out of bounds. We're going to get in field goal range. It's going to happen. We're going to win this game. It's not going to end like this. I was saying weird things like that. And the play happens. Dig runs it in. I jump out of my seat, throw my hands in the air, like I said, and just went, ugh, and I quickly realized what I was doing, and I sat back down and got quiet. But as that was happening... To my left, Megan's dad just goes, oh, my God. Just out loud. And I'm like, Duh. And the, there was another guy in the room who doesn't like football that much. He's just like, I don't get it. It was, like, just the fucking best reaction ever. Just, like, you prove, a, you know, a guy who's seen all those Super Bowls and all that, and you could tell he was pumped only in his way. He just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And then there's a bunch of women in the kitchen that just, just a bunch of, ah! <laughs> from the next room. <laughs> I was like, have you, that was the have best you guys heard ever. any of the, like the call-ins now? on like, I heard a clip today where, uh, 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 Eagles fan called into, uh, the, the Minneapolis ESPN channel, the 1500 or whatever. Yeah. And the guy was just like, just an obnoxious asshole. Like, talking about how you guys barely beat the saints and you're overlooking us and you guys are acting like you're already in the super bowl. And, and so I, I'm curious to see kind of what, uh, what does happen this weekend now. Um, you know, I, I guess I really don't have a beef with Philadelphia. Like, I mean, obviously we've got such a history with the saints and there's a hatred there with the saints. Packers um, first saints second. That's who I hate the most. And then I like everybody else in the league. I would reverse that, in my I opinion. Mean, we lost to the Eagles twice in the playoffs in the aughts. Yeah, but they weren't on like heartbreaking. No, like, they they weren't, but they just happened. Right. So I just mean I don't. I'm. I've always as like another NFC team, especially an NFC East team. I've just always been kind of indifferent to to the Eagles. You know, if the Vikings wouldn't make wouldn't have made the playoffs, um, I'd probably be cheering for the Eagles out of the NFC based on the other teams that were there. So um, that being said, you know, if we lose on a Kai Forbath late field goal, um, I'll probably hate the Eagles next year. But uh, If it's a field goal, I won't hate the Eagles. You know, if it's a bounty gate situation. I yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, hated the, I hated the Falcons for a lot of years. And they oh, still I suppose. Aren't my favorite teams. So. You know, you had your did wrong. your first heartbreak. I was like seven or eight when that happened. That's my first memory of like watching football. I was at my grandparents' house too. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can, I mean, yeah, I know where I was. negative for, guy there. <laughs> I know where I was for all of them. I, uh, you know, for in 2009, I was in my bedroom at home. I had had my tonsils out on the Wednesday before that. So uh, Chrissy brought a lawn chair up to our bedroom uh, so that I could, like, sit up there by myself and watch it. Um, and so, like, I couldn't, like, yell or scream or anything at the TV. That was awful and, and punishing in itself because, like, every time Adrian Peterson or Percy Harvin had a fumble, Bernard Berrien had a fumble, you know, every time that ball hit the hit the turf i wanted to scream at the tv and i couldn't who gets their tonsils um, out in their 30s uh it happens sometimes and it was <laughs> yeah i think it's fairly common ever. is it they say like the older you are the more painful it is too and i would have to uh i mean it's it's uh the most painful thing i've ever been through in my life was getting my tonsils out i got like, mine out reco- when i was a kid every, they were like take a week off of school time. play video games and eat ice cream i'm like you got it the recovery time for me was like two weeks. It was awful. Um, drinking liquid, like liquid Vicodin, like every three hours. For real? Just a numb. Oh yeah. Ugh. Um, it was. It was the. I like. I'd like to think I have a pretty decent pain threshold, but that was like the worst for me. Um. So, yeah, so I laid there and, and couldn't say a word. I mean, I was in so much pain that I didn't want to go downstairs and be around the rest of the family. I wanted to just be by myself. That's why Chrissy brought the, the lawn chair up to me. It was one of those fancy, like, reclining lawn chairs, so it wasn't all bad. But Oh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, and then for the 98, I was at my mother-in-law's house. She wasn't my mother-in-law at the time yet. It was, my, it was at Chrissy's house, and we watched – we watched there. I walked out of the room for the Gary Anderson kick because I, I, I said he's going to miss it. And I walked out of the room and we all know what happened. He missed it. So, so yeah. And then for the Seahawks, for the Blair Walsh miss, I was in my own living room and I flopped on the floor and threw a tantrum like a two year old. (laughs) (laughs) I went and saw like, like a month or two later, I saw Nick Swartz in live after that happened. That was one of his first dates since that game, and he had a lot to say about that game. It was hilarious. Yeah, he was actually into, at that show. He's called into K-Fan like every morning this week. It's awesome. And like he's not a lot – like his agent won't book him in New Orleans because he says so many bad things about there, and they don't book him in Seattle because he said so many bad things there about Seattle. So Okay, so it, after that – that um, Blair Walsh missed kick. Um, his routine was something to the extent of he's like, oh, and us Minnesota nice people are like, oh, well, you know, guys, you know, we only had nine points on the board, and that's all because of him. You know, he made the first three kicks. And then he blurts in. He's like, make the fucking fourth one. Can you imagine <laughs> if that happened in Oakland? Like, there'd be Mad Max cars driving over to his house to kill this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, we're too nice of a market for him. Like, we should be way more mad. If like, I wrote, I wrote a hate mail letter to uh, Gary Anderson back in '98. <laughs> You're I a teenager, actually, right? I never actually mailed it. I just wrote it, and then my my <laughs> lovely girlfriend at the time, my wife now, uh, convinced me that mailing that was probably not such a good idea. Well, oh man, you, no, oh man, if that happens again, we're all gonna get together and write letters and mail them. 
<laughs> to Gary Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I blame you. Yes, if it's a kid related thing, we're you. still gonna blame Gary Anderson for starting the curse. <laughs> Goddamn you for letting Ty Forbath miss a kick. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. So if if the miracle doesn't happen, who is the goat of this game? Is it for? I think I honestly think that if the Vikings don't win this game, it's gonna be. Uh, uh, no, I'm saying this last game. The game oh, that we did last, win. This last game? Yes. Who would who um, would have got blamed on? I think the fans would have blamed Kai for missing the field goal before the end of the half. Yep. You think so? I think no, so. I mean, I'm just trying to list other things, too, because we fell apart in the second half. The whole team did. And there was a, interception. Course, the long snapper course, missing the block. The, was, that on the, was that on the punt or on the blocked punt? Yes. Yeah, see, I've never seen – I mean – I've seen video of that, but I didn't see it I mean, live, so I couldn't like. It wasn't really like answer. really noticeable, but like, he, the block came from up the middle. Yeah, and that's the guy we just signed too, right? Right, he's been on the team for three weeks. Yeah, so I mean, ultimately, I think. Or I was think, it on case know, for throwing that bad interception? I think you know your your average fan is going to look at it and say, "Well, they're going to blame it on the kicker and on the and on the interception." Yeah. Was there ever you know, a point in the game where you're like, shit, we're going to lose? You know, even when they were up 17 nothing, I'm like, ah, I can't see this, like, holding. Like, I just had this this feeling, especially once they got that first touchdown. I'm like, oh, here we go. And, you know, even, even when they kicked that field it's... goal to go up, what was it, 23-20 or 23-21, they must have been, when they kicked that field goal, I was like, there's just too much time left on the clock for, for Drew Brees, you know. So, I it, mean, it's too much of a reverse of what they told us to prepare for. Was that just like in the Rams game, when the Rams marched down the field in the first uh, their first drive and they scored? That's their scripted thing. They said that's probably going to happen to us too. Only it's going to be New Orleans scoring, except that it was us. And they said, just hang on, we'll figure it out, you know. Except it was us that scored, and New Orleans figured it out. Yes. That's what, when, so, before they kicked the field goal, no, okay, their last field goal, we, before we kicked our field goal, we had, like, a third and five, and we passed it instead of ran it, and I was so fucking mad. Yeah, that was a bad play call, too. Oh, we could have taken, like, another 40 seconds off, but thank God we... We we did pass it. And it was incomplete because otherwise we wouldn't have any time left to to have the miracle yeah. happen. But so, still, there were so many bad things that I thought we did completely wrong. But I mean, if if Diggs would have caught that ball and then gone out of bounds right there, or say if it was been a pi call and you know he didn't catch it and it was a pi call, we kicked from there. I mean, you're talking like what a 47, 48 yard field goal from where that catch was made. I mean. Even if he, you know, does Kai make that 100% of the time? I know. That's what I said. That would have been the, that was what would have happened. We would, he would have missed that kick. That would have been even kick. worse for me. He would have missed if, that kick. Diggs would have made that catch, but stayed, but gone out of bounds or whatever. And, and Kai would have had to kick from there and he missed it. That would have been so bad. And I don't <laughs> think the field, the field goal is not the feel good moment that the touchdown ended up being either. Well, it's just, yeah. 
for 110% because like the field goal was in the realm of possibility. Like literally no one was like, Oh my God, we could score a touchdown here. No, like no one's like, that's why they're not throwing in the middle of the field. They're throwing on the sides. Right. But I was also mad about that, especially. So we had a play after we got the first play to where we called our timeout when we got to the, well, first of all, the start of that drive when Elfline doesn't hike the ball and he's just, <laughs> Corey, you didn't see it, but Elfline just stood there with the ball or like not stood there. He like was in his old line position and they say hike and everyone else moves except Elfline just is still sitting there with the fucking ball <laughs> on the ground. So obviously it's like first and 15 from the 20. Yep. And then we get it up to the 39. We have, a play where to right we were running out with 18 seconds left to right, where right falls down, and even at that point it's like they're leaving the middle of the field open. I feel like 18 seconds is enough time to just. Well, they said on on second down like Jarius Wright was open right right. He was, and, and that was four, wide open, and that was 14 seconds. And yeah. is is 14 seconds? I mean, we if we were on the same play with 18 seconds left. It would have happened too. But even that situational, don't you go for that open thing? Get your ass to the fucking line of scrimmage at the 35-yard line and clock it? Is that enough time to run 20 yards? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But I, You know, that, you, talk about, you talk about Pat Elfline, though, missing or, you know, on that false start or whatever. Um, I did see today was the first time I saw it. There was a, a camera shot from behind the Vikings line of scrimmage or from behind the Vikings offense on that final play. And it was zoomed in close. So you could see everything decent. And there was a defender for the Saints coming in at Case, right, as he was, like, getting ready to throw that ball to Diggs. And he literally looked like he was about to get crushed. And, like, out of nowhere, like, out of the screenshot, Elfline comes in from the left and just, like, gets him, lays the, lays the guy out and puts on a perfect block that allowed Case to get the pass off. So... That's one thing. Our O line play has got to be a lot better in this game because it was not good in this North well, game. And we moved shit around. Like, who was it that? Uh, oh, I forget the name, but he played all season. But he had been playing like left tackle all season. Then they moved him to right guard or something like that. Hunter. Like they shuffled, they shuffled guys around to, you know. No, he's talking O line. Oh. Yeah, like. You know, so I don't understand why you do that, uh, you know, in a playoff game. Like, why don't you go with what had been working all year? But I mean, I have no idea about that. There's a reason Zimmer and them guys are NFL coaches and I'm not, I guess. Right. That's what it all has to come back down to. But uh, there was just lots of stupid things. It really sucked that we couldn't score in the first half. We had we were first in goal from the six. And then we had third and goal from the one, and we threw that fade route to Rudolph. I yeah. That was a really bad call. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we had more bad calls. We had to settle for a field goal there. Like, it sucks settling for a 20-yard field goal. When you know yeah, I think the offense, especially, played, played a little safe. You know, even in those situations, the play calling um, – I mean, I guess I wouldn't have been opposed to, to instead of throwing that fade, running it again. Right. You know, and even when they went. Murray just picked up f- five yards in the previous play. I wouldn't have been opposed to going for it either, you know, and 
worst case scenario is is uh, St. Louis is pinned deep and you know in their own territory. To St. Start Louis to drive or uh, New Orleans. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you. I mean. We got we got really lucky on the drive where a Everson's play of being able to bat the ball in the air with his back to Breeze was phenomenal in and of itself. Like I don't know if he like somehow peeked over his shoulder and saw it, but he literally had his back to Breeze when he batted that pass and Barr intercepted it, which was amazing. But two plays before, for some reason, the Saints tried to do a quick snap and like didn't get set. And Ted Gidden caught a touchdown on that play, so that got called back. We got extremely lucky there. Yep. Like, there are so many things in this game where we got so lucky. On the first well, touchdown. And Sneed overthrowing Kamara. You Sneed know, overthrowing Kamara. On the first touchdown drive, we had a third and one. And I, it, to me, it didn't look like Murray picked up the first down at all. Like, I did not think he got to the line. and But they gave it to us. And that also leads to Sean Payton's crazy ass challenges that were going on. Yeah. That you couldn't see it, but the challenges that he and I heard that the monitors, I guess, weren't working in their replay room, which sucks for well, them. Well, that's but what that's what he claims. He definitely no claims it, but he was that. he was making challenges that like had no chance of being overturned, and he didn't challenge right. that play in the first drive, which I don't. To me, it did not look like he got there at all, and it turned into a touchdown drive, so we got pretty lucky there. And also, this yeah. was a huge mistake, I think. So on our first drive after halftime, up 17 nothing, we got all the momentum in the world. We get the ball, and we take it like for like a seven-minute drive, and it stalls out. We're at, we have a third down on the 30-yard line. We're in field goal range. And if you're in field goal range, Case has to know, and the O-line has to know, anything but a fucking sack. And, of course, we take a sack there. And then that back to the 40... And we punt, and it goes into the end zone. We miss, a, like, getting them at the one barely, which really pissed me off, too. So we punted for 20 yards. Well, how about that? We like, lost our field goal. and uh, I didn't realize this, but when I was listening on the radio, uh, PA said that Quigley hasn't had a touchback on a punt all season. What? That's crazy. Right, and then all of a sudden it happened, and after he did it there in the game, he's like, that's the first time he's done that this year. Man, I did not realize that. That seems impossible, but I I mean, if he said it. Yeah. But that, losing that, I mean, I was happy with the drive and that we took that much time off the clock, but geez, you cannot take a sack there. You even, right. even the play call has to be a rollout or something where... Even or you can throw it out of bounds if he needs to. Exactly. Because you can't give up those points. And then to do a 20-yard punt is just was maddening. But I just feel like we, we played a terrible game. and We played a terrible game against a very, you know, it reminded <sighs> me of the, of the Panthers game. Right, totally, except kind of opposite. You know, and, but, you know, so we're, you know, We've shown we're able to recover from that sort of game, so hopefully that's what happens this week as they come in, you know, renewed. And, and like I said, I think I think the Saints were, the, were a much tougher matchup for us 
than the than the Eagles will be. You know, I don't think the Eagles is going to be a cakewalk by any means, but I think that I like our odds against the Eagles much more than I liked our odds against the Saints going into that game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think our defensive front four is going to be able to really cause problems for them. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't see Nick Foles being able to do the things against us that a Drew Brees-led offense was able to do against right. us. Speaking of Drew Brees, did you hear that he is not going to test free agency? And he basically just said, I'm going to re-sign with the Saints. If they'll have me. Like, he's not even going to listen to other offers from other teams. I didn't hear that, but, I mean, it makes sense. <clears throat> That's what he yeah. said. As, as long as they'll have me, I'll stay here. Like, why wouldn't he? So, which is good. I mean, I'd hate to see him in Minnesota. <laughs> eh, I mean, I hated Brett Favre. and I mean, that was great. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> It was true, terrific. I hate Drew Brees with such a passion more than I ever hated Brett Favre. And I don't even hate Drew Brees. I hate the, I hate the Saints organization, and I hate Sean Payton, and I hate that D coordinator, Greg Williams. But Drew Brees himself really, I think he's a decent guy. I think people forget that he played for the Chargers, too. They do. Which doesn't bother me, but, like... I know I somebody did. Somebody made that... Somebody made the comment the other day about, you know, his entire 12-year career with the Saints. Or, or And I'm like, well, he's played for, what, two or three years? Four years with the he was the He was, like, decent with them, too, but they were like, I don't know if he's the, the franchise guy, and that's why they got Rivers. Well, he had had that elbow or the shoulder Right, injury. he had a surgery, yeah. And they didn't want to bring him back after that. And they let him go to free agency. And then the, like, I remember it being like shocking that the Saints gave him the money they did because he was essentially unproven because he had that, that shoulder injury. <laughs> My favorite part about Drew Brees is that, like, he's obviously not a tall quarterback. I don't know, is he like six feet? But, like, he when he's back there passing, his head looks like it's at like a 45 degree angle, like looking at like the ceiling of the stadium. I don't know how he can actually see over his like giant lineman, but it looks, it looks like he's like looking into the sky, but somehow he's like finding his receivers. It cracks me up every time. Yeah. He was, he played for the chargers for four years from 2001 to 2005. And then he has, he has been with the saints for 13 years already. Yeah. He's old. He's 39 years old. Isn't he's he? old as balls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how old are balls? I mean, maybe old maybe they balls, won't want man. them back. Maybe they're maybe it's time for them. I mean, yeah, right. Well, I mean, at what point do they are they going to be ready to like rebuild? Well, maybe at the point that he's like not on the verge of taking them to a conference title game. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at the point that like they miss the playoffs for like four years in a row or something. Thirty nine is old, though. I mean. Brett Favre was still taking the Packers to the playoffs when they said they were moving on to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it, but it's not like they got somebody in the pipeline like Aaron Rodgers. Well, they're pretty high on this kid that they've got, supposedly. Yeah, they might be high. That's about it. Taylor or something or other. Taylor Heineke? He's the one that, he's the one that blocked the punt. Is Mitch oh, Leidner he's available? Not, he's not the one who blocked the punt, though. He's the one who... So that guy came from the outside, 
and forced Quigley to like move oh, okay. move a little bit, and the guy from the inside is the one who blocked the punt. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Like I said, I didn't see it. I was just going by what they said on the when I was listening on the radio. Right. That was the moment for me when I was like, holy shit, we're going to lose the game. I think there was like five or six minutes left, and I was like, we're, we're going to Yeah, that was kind of for me, too. I was like, the field position <laughs> is, is like, we're going to lose. <laughs> we fucking lost this game. How did we lose this game? Anyway. I think I got all my complaints, so I hope we play a better game than we did this week because it was more of a miracle win than just the miracle play itself. I'll tell you that right now. A big football night. <laughs> well, yep. it's kind of a big football game that we had here, too. I know. I know. Um, yeah, my wife left her Facebook wor- logged in on here, so that's what I've been doing for the last 10 minutes, if anyone cares. <laughs> Are we... Uh- I mean, I was worried that we'd have anything to talk about this week. <laughs> funny, funny. So we're all in. Get, They're going to win I this week. I did get made fun of my for my accent today, too, by the way. Good. Yeah. Well, you have it worse than any of us. And you're so fat. So. Oh, did you and get the fat. clip of the guy who was like, I'm in the sauna. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot to load that in. Oh, yeah, it keeps me warm in the sauna. What do you think, eh? <laughs> We'll play that when we hang up from Corey because it's on my phone. I'm from the Iron Range. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the most hick Minnesotan thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll have that ready for next week. (laughs) Shoot, I forgot to log that in. Ding. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully hopefully when I call in next week, we are talking about a... Super Bowl game with the Vikings involved. Absolutely. Hey, did you bring it home, baby? Bring it home. Do you want to? Did you take your other phone out and Facebook Live yourself in a hotel room podcasting? <laughs> no, I didn't. Should I? <laughs> yeah, I think you should. <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah, I got my other phone in my hand right now. I've, I've been using it for Googling. All right. Should I do a plug here? Yeah, I'll stop the outro music. <laughs> Go ahead. We're doing this. <laughs> you in a hotel room. I can't wait to watch this. Do you have pants on? He's gonna. F- I do. He's gonna Facebook Live himself. Podcasting. Podcasting. <laughs> on the phone. Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> this right. is the stupidest thing. <laughs> Hold on. It's starting live video here. Yeah, that's fine. We got time. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, Tim wanted me to do a little Facebook <laughs> Live here tonight. We're doing the podcast. I called in via the phone. I'm talking to Tim. Uh, and Andy's on the line here. We're doing the podcast. It's going to be football heavy this sure week. Uh, I am in uh, Albuquerque and uh, car theft capital of the United States. And uh, anyway, so we talk a lot of Vikings. I don't know what they're drinking and what they're sampling for beers tonight, but uh, check it out. Tim will have the podcast up and loaded on Friday afternoon. And uh, Andy Jacoby is watching right now. Hi, Andy. (laughs) And Chad is watching. Anyway, uh, check out the podcast this week, Pilsner Podcast, or on Stitcher, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, all that stuff. Uh, we give our take on some football game that was played this last weekend. Um, 
I can't remember who was in it or who played, but <laughs> apparently it was interesting hey, and a lot of people talking about it. So it um, I'll uh, check it out later this week. You're supposed there to take you a go. picture, Megan. Oh, God. Did he go off? I did. No. Okay. Corey, FaceTime. Corey. Okay. Corey, FaceTime with we, Andy quick. We should be able to replay it. Okay, do that. We're we're taking a side by side pick here. This is good radio. Oh, we're uh, we are <laughs> we still, still on. on. <laughs> Get your camera out. Were woman. we even talking the whole time when Corey was? No, no, it's just dead air. No, we were listening to him. I know we were listening to him, but he, wh- the listeners could hear that plug too. What good. he was saying. Okay, good. Okay, ready? Go back. I'm confused. <laughs> Okay. All great, right. Great, great podcasting. Yeah. Um, that was the pinnacle of podcasting. I'm completely confused as to what you guys are doing right now. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, tell someone about it. Follow us on everything at Hillsner Podcast. I am at T Hill Assigns. My friend Andy here is at, at Andrew Jacoby. Corey is at Corey Jensen on Twitter. Enjoy it. Tribes and know ya, Minnesota missile never so coke, and I never had to hold the pistol. Civil and simple, but set the freak show loose on the nipple. Watch your whole fucking titty rip. The Fresh Maker. Freshmaker. 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 It doesn't matter what comes, 
The Freshmaker. 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 Sometimes you got big grapes. Barbecue.